0: It's been a minute, everyone. Before we get to the episode with my boy, Jacob from Project Coffee Cup, I want to talk just for a couple minutes. Lately, Megan Man's podcast is going through a humongous transition. So there's a couple things I want to talk about. Um, I'm sorry if I had to unfollow a lot of people. Um, and there is even some bad apples I had to block. Um the reason why I'm just cleaning up my page, there's a lot of things I can't really mention. But um, the reason why is that there's some fake Instagram accounts I found out. There were some bots. There was um, that were some that kept on reporting people with this whatever. So there were some that were being too much of a racist. You know, too much of being hypocritical or just drama and a lot. So I'm sorry if I had to unfollow you. Um, best of luck. You can still listen to the Mega Man's podcast or watch the Mega Man After Dark. Maybe it will probably come back in maybe in a couple months. Who knows? Um, that right there. And um, also, um, this is a major one. I'm going to take a break um, from doing um, interviews with crafter people. Now, there's some I already scheduled um, to come on the Mega Man's podcast or the Mega Man After Dark, and those are going to be still good, still. But the reason why it's um, it's too high schoolish and Everyone has their groups and their alliances or clubs and and all that. And it's it's a little bit drama. And, and knowing what I know now, I just want to just step away from all that stuff and uh, and do my own thing. And that's what I've been doing. And uh, there's I just got like another thirteen or sixteen more people to come on the Mega Mass Podcast. But these are very handpicked, very selective people, and it's. It's major people and I'm kinda relieved and and that's the thing going to a different direction where the people who are coming on in the craft Beer community on the Mega Mass podcast or the Mega Mass After Dark, um, we're gonna be doing some things different and um, talking about some good stuff and, and you know, and but there's gonna be <sighs> There's some there's some bad apples and there is some stuff that's just changing in the crapper community and uh, you know just I'm gonna take a break in it because it's it's a little bit too everyone's just going after people and if people don't like you for who you are they're gonna go after you that whole that cancel culture stuff like that so I'll uh, let them battle their own wars in the in the crapper community but. I have other I'm too busy with all that just because I just, just want to go to a brewery and just drink and have a good time. But whatever drama and whatever DMs you got you guys DM me and say, hey Mega Man, you should talk about this, you should talk about that, what's going on? No way. You you wanna talk about it, you start your live, you start your podcast. Um kind of stepping away from beer politics because that's whatever is happening on. Let the major people, let the people who are going to make a difference in the craft beer community step up and and take part and do what they got to do. But for me, I'm just a podcaster and I'm going to talk about what's going on, but I'm not going to be into those politics because I see what's behind the curtain and there's some good people and there's a lot of fake people. So to me, I'm just a craft beer drinker. I just love beers, but beer politics, I'm out. So that right there, um, cleaning up my page and I want to say this, you know, there's been people telling me, Hey, what's up with your podcast? Well, Mega Man lately has been taking a break and living life and spending time with the family and my kids and, and just be, just doing me. That's it. Just that's, that's all I can say. And, uh, you know, I'm just putting out one episode a week and ever since I've been doing that, you know, I my numbers been really, really high. And uh and that's a thing that's been going on, you know, just um nothing nothing major. Just I got a lot of good people coming on, but um I'm gonna keep those very hush hush. But uh that's about it, you know, just like you know, just kinda doing me. Just more right now, just really focus with my work and just focus on uh you know, for my birthday, my birthday is around the corner in two weeks, and me and my lady, uh, we're going to Vegas, and uh, we're we're gonna have a good time, and I can't wait. And um, you know, just certain things I'm doing little here, little there uh, to make the podcast better, and uh, and I I got some man, I, I'm telling you, I want to I want to spill the beans because I know you guys are like oh mega man, give us a cheese man, who's gonna come on. Well, there's some people. <laughs> I just I wanna say, I wanna say, but uh, I got some people. I'll just I'll 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 tell you this. You know, I wanna wanna get concrete on the podcast. Concrete of course. Uh Mark Hurley's gonna come on the podcast. I got well hopefully my boy Henry from Hopped It Up uh Simp Kiss, he's gonna be coming on. He's gonna be he's making a trip over here. Then uh, I got some people in the works and can't wait. And, uh, I'm going to be, I lot, there's a lot of podcasters been hitting me up. Hey, Megan, man, I want you to come on. Um, I said you have to wait until maybe the end of June or maybe the second week of July. Cause that's where I'm going to be free. So in there, I'm going to, I'm going to start going back on the road and doing other people's podcasts and here and there. And, uh, you know, but lately, just uh, I really want to like just relax because I haven't really relaxed lately. Now that my adjustment, where I am not doing overnights anymore, I am kind of more like working days, and now I am sleeping more. And I'm just being, I am just being—I want to be honest—I am being a lazy guy because I am trying to gather much sleep as I can because once I get back out on the road or once I get back on the on the grind, in, in July and in August, I'm going to be hauling ass, like putting episodes after episodes, killers, i bringing killers after killers, make them After Dark, you know, and and be doing guest appearances. I mean, I'm going to get out there because it's it's something where it was a make or break for me this year in the podcast and. And now that I have everything in line, I have everything balanced now, now the merch and the YouTube and now everything's coming to fruition. I was like, finally, now the things I was trying to put on hold are coming. Major platform, you know, you know, just a lot of things. And I'm like, finally, now it's a monkey off my back. So now now I'm going to go get out there and and. Do my best and and get my name out there and uh, hopefully, hopefully one day you know, uh, Mega Man will be a guest on uh, Rodium Radio, man, with my boy Tony A. Tony A. Mega Man's ready to be a guest on your podcast, man. I I really I can't wait and and hopefully be a guest on Emo Brown's podcast. I know we're probably gonna schedule a date, you know and. Hopefully, be a guest on uh, Aaron Bender's podcast. Those three um, podcasts I just mentioned are just—they're blowing up, man. And and also, you got Rodian Radio with Tony A, killing it. You know, Champs Glass from Email Brown Podcast, killing it. Aaron Bender from the Aaron Bender's Podcast, killing it. Jose Ramos from Rancy Ramos Podcast. Keep on grinding, keep on hustling. I see you, man. You putting some, you putting some good stuff. Social primate Eddie Gary putting some good stuff. Andy from Profile Pod putting some good stuff. Fidel, man, dude. If you're hearing this, Fidel, man, talking again podcast. You're doing it, man. Drisco Kid, uh, Kickback Podcast, man. You, you always been, you always been doing it, man. And. Um, and there's, I mean, there's, man, there's so much podcasts out there, man. You guys are doing it. But I want to end on this. I know there's new podcasters coming out, you know, trying to get their name, you know, for themselves and everything. But I want to say this, you know, there's there's, there's, some that I don't know if if I have it in me. I don't know if I want to quit, man. Don't give up. Don't give up. If you have something good, man, don't give up. You know, there's a lot of people out there who listen to podcasts, you know, and and I always say this, you know, podcasts to me saved my life. You know, when I was going through some hardship, when I was going through a lot of uh, depression and, and a lot of personal things that there was even times I almost committed suicide, you know, a lot of those times and... uh You know, I I wanted, I needed to hear people's voices. I needed to hear inspiration stuff. I needed to hear motivation or this or how to do this, how to adjust things. And, you know, listening to that, it it made me see things more differently. It cleared up the stuff that was going on in my head. And, uh, you know, listening to podcasts and, and there was a lot of, ones out there that give me good pointers, what to do, what not to do. And it made me, for, for the person who I am today, you know, I, I may not be perfect, but I'm doing my best every day because I'm learning something new from a certain podcast or how to be a good husband or how to be a good father, how to be a good motivator, how to be a good podcaster, how to learn how, There's there's everything. And that to me saved my life. And if it wasn't for if it wasn't for podcasts, um, honestly everyone, I don't even know where my life would be. So podcasters, don't give up. You have something going, don't give up. And then one last one. I want to give a shout-out to my girl Olivia from the fat ass podcast. I still I still love you, girl. You're you're doing it. I, I heard the episode, man, and I just I'm glad you're doing okay. And uh, and everyone else, man. I just want to tell you um, I love you guys. Thank you for subscribing to the Mega Man's podcast and to the new followers. Welcome to the hardcores. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. And um, I just want to say one last thing. Happy Memorial Day. I love you guys. Have an awesome three-day weekend. Have an awesome Monday. And everyone, follow my boy, Jacob, Project Coffee Cup. That's my boy. All right? I love you guys. Be good. Be safe. And enjoy this episode late. Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is episode 199. A lot of people are telling me, Mega Man, who is your special guest? It's like, I want to keep it very top secret. So... I really wanted to make it home base, and I know for a while I was trying to get this special guest on. Uh, We made it work. I mean, thank God he is way better because a lot of people are asking like, who is, who is? And right now we're doing the podcast on top of the hill at Skyline in in Long Beach and Signal Hill. My guest for today, oh man, a lot of people were, Demi, who is your guest? But when I promoted him, people were like, wow, a lot, a lot of people my boy jacob from project coffee cup jacob good morning what's up man good morning it's a
1: beautiful day out here
0: yeah it is nice little overcast (laughs) yeah like you know usually this is the first time ever doing a podcast here in skyland and i was like I mean, I want to do the podcast at Mexicana Bashi Grill with Shouts to Martin, but there's going to be so much noise. Yeah, it's on a busy
1: street. Busy,
0: busy, busy street, and I know his food is bomb, so maybe after the podcast, I might be going to swing by over there.
1: <laughs> That's a good man. For me, it's good to be out and get some sun. You know, I've been, I've been in bed for like, three weeks recovering from a surgery so it's nice to come out here and thanks for inviting me
0: hell yeah man it's like i'm just i'm just glad i, I got you on because i mean man those three weeks you're like what can i do because you and before this podcast you're showing me the dms of all these people who were just blowing you up
1: yeah it, it was i had to kind of put it on, on to the side and um think about my health first you know i feel bad not being able to respond to as many people because i'm very sociable man if you dm me i'll get back to you like i'm in the dms too and (laughs) you know um had to put the phone down and just focus on healing up man so
0: it's that's the one thing if i was sick or trying to heal up it's like i still gotta look at my phone still (laughs) i still got to because you never know it's like if you don't post anything for like a couple days people are going to be worried it's like hey are you okay yeah (laughs) yeah
1: well you know it's funny with social media it's like out of sight out of mind you know things are just fast and fast and if you're not sharing content or you know posting stuff then people move on to the next thing or waiting for that viral video i <laughs> oh, don't want to miss it i
0: know and a lot of people don't know this because i know it's not on video but uh right now jacob and i we're, we're like matching brothers right now yeah we're 20 <laughs> we're twins we're twins you know we got the same sweater we got the same hat yeah um i got compliments today i was putting gas and i was getting a monster it's like oh that's a nice ass hat cool man you know like you got the little right here the little flower you got the yeah the paint and the cup and and that's the thing i, I i've been following for a while and when you have your off time, you're you're over there uh, painting like some like some cool designs for shoes. Painting's like um,
1: therapeutic for me. You know really? what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's taking... When you grow up, like in the hood and stuff, and sometimes you can't afford like to go to certain like I don't know like tournaments and all that. So you make the best of what you had, and man, you know, crayons writing on drawing on napkins and graffiti. You know the whole like urban lifestyle you know what i'm saying so graffiti comes easy doodling on everything i mean my peachy folder my desk you know the napkins Mm -hmm. um so paintings like is he for me it's it's like my comfort zone man i get in there and i also escape you know what i'm saying with just Uh. creativity so that's why i incorporated it on my logo and thanks for you know representing and wearing it because merchandise that we put out there i wanted you know not only do you get something fresh you also support a good cause you know and i've seeing like celebrities wearing the hat too and it's like oh man we come this far you know what it it's cool when you have like people that could be rocking any like major brand but yet they mess with the small guys like us because
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know when i look at your 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 lives you're very detailed how you get the edges when you start when you get like an all white shoe and say like you let me know and i like the ones when you support uh, like autism awareness yeah that to me is like it really hits home because i know uh with my son he has autism and it's a battle every day and and i just want to say thank you for showing that because a lot of people don't really show that that much in the social media world
1: right here on my hat you can see um i have a pen an autism pen it was given to me by a father um, who ordered some shoes for his son and he sent me a shirt with the autism pattern and I have a good friend named Paul from Polly's Project who has a son who's his organization kind of got um, inspired by his son who has autism so I try my best to use my platform to advocate for autism acceptance and understanding and start the conversation and um, make it not so um, like weird to talk about and be open you know so my heart mm-hmm. really goes out to the parents who who go through it too you know learning and um, you know, some of the battles that they don't, they're not open about because I had that in my family, you know, I had a cousin that was raising a daughter and they didn't know until many, many years after that those behaviors that, you know, didn't have the right um, coach or therapy um, until they got, you know, some help, then they were able to work on um, a lot of behavior and skills and communications and doing great. Mm-hmm. But that topic wasn't something we talked about at home. It was almost like, you know, you know, like they keep, keep it on the hush hush and maybe they felt embarrassed or not but so i just try to use my my platform to spark a conversation at least
0: yeah man it's just a lot of people been reaching out to me i mean i i mean i'm trying to learn much as i can but i don't want to be into this conspiracy thing or speculations but a lot of people always tell me where did autism come from that's the thing i always mm. it's always something i always The
1: say well, like vaccines or something like yeah, that or all like, kinds of stuff man i i haven't dug too deep into it but it's definitely um, a topic that, for example, I had a, a fundraiser at a car. Sh- they, they did a fundraiser car show for me and a mom wanted to come. She was like, oh, my gosh, I want to come to this car show. But my son's autistic and sometimes he bolts out running and I don't want, you know, people staring at him and maybe get too close to the cars because he doesn't have um, like, um, you know, social skills. Yeah, or like boundaries. He's, you know. Oh, he like he to miss
0: like Curious George in real life. Super
1: curious, um, but I, I didn't want them to miss out, so I said, "No, come right." And before they got there, I told everybody that attended the car show, "Like, yo, my friend, his name is Hunter. Shout out Hunter from Muse uh, Foundation." I was like, "My friend Hunter's coming, and he has a superpower known as autism. So if you see him, um, he's gonna be in a green shirt. Say hello to him." And the feedback was so touching because a lot of people that were there were like hey coming up to me like my grandson has that what's it called again or you know, my son or you know my cousin a lot of families you know were affected by um you know this diagnosis or had this in their family so i was actually surprised but it was heartwarming to see a lot of people come up to me and um punter had the time of his life and the mom didn't miss out they were able to look at nice cars they were able to dance um, so opening up that that, that event and, and making it known, uh, it was such a cool experience for not only the child, the mom, and then everybody there were able to talk about it openly.
0: <sighs> Dude, I'm right. man. We just started. It's only been seven minutes. So Mega Man's already crying already. Right? <laughs> what the heck, man? <laughs> That's it. Where did this? Where did all this come from? Like, with, I know because you, your, you and your mom were very deep.
1: Yeah, you know. My mom, she passed away 2017 of brain cancer, and it was probably the hardest thing I ever had to go through because not only was she like a beautiful soul, but she was a young mother when she had it. She was only 15 years old. Oh wow, just like my mom. And Compton, um, you know, went through the whole gang phase, but it was like we grew up with my mom and wow. we've been through the struggle. We experienced minor minor like mild homelessness. Ugh. Um and, you know, her work hard to give us, you know, to provide for us. And But while she was working, we also struggled. And she always told us, like, how to have faith, how to, like, just trust God. And there was times where Christmas, where we didn't know how it was going to play out. But we were okay because she, oh, she, wow. made, she made life so comfortable for us, even when we didn't have much. So seeing someone like that experience, like, the, 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 the horrific, you know, stuff of cancer, that it, it was just it was wild because you know you hear these stories but when it hits home then you understand so seeing someone that was full of life um deteriorate it it really like traumatized me you know because it was like she was my superhero you know what i mean she was my (laughs) go-to she was my best friend and she was like she she didn't like cut no corners or she didn't like bs you she told you like straight up but she was also like that motherly loving caring um hardcore like chola mom you know what i'm saying and um uh I remember a lot of good that she did and it plays a great factor in why I give back because, you know, she shows so much compassion even though she was dealt different cards in her life. Yeah. Um, she never allowed that to judge anybody or she never allowed that. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I'm going too deep. We can go no. talk about this forever. But I know there was a time where my mom like sobered up and got yeah. clean and she would go back to her neighborhood and look for her friends that were prostituting somewhere, like pushing cards and she would, you know, buy them something to eat and or just go out there and hug them and let them know that she cared. And it was, like, her presence and her words that were so impactful. I would see these grown, like, hardcore people, like, crying in their arms just because my mom embraced them. So a lot of that stuff, like, I saw that I feel like I've embodied that, that I can't help but be that way towards people. That makes oh. sense, you know?
0: That's – it's hard like that. It's like with your – with anyone's parents, it, it – you got to mold your kids of how you want them to be in the real world because it's a doggy-dog world out oh, there. Because yeah. you never know what you're going to get. And I see parents, I won't mention, but they show to their kids. It's like, I don't think that's a good idea. Are they ready to for the real world? Are they, are they, are they very street smart? Because there's a lot of different faces and a lot of different personalities.
1: Yeah, so... The cool thing is that she showed us how to be content without and she showed us how to be content with much. You know what I'm saying? So no matter where we are, we're like we're gonna be good. In the hard times and the bad times, like we're gonna we're gonna be able to survive, like on the streets and you know it was funny because when we were doing good there was times that we would go to like nice restaurants and we didn't it was funny because my mom didn't even know like which which fork do you get there's like three forks <laughs> there's like five forks you know? hey just give me a tortilla after forks you know <laughs> give me a tortilla man like,
0: uh, i'm so used to be having a spoon. i don't know what a fork is yeah it's a so, knife i never cut it it's even my yeah fingers. you know
1: because there's one for like the soup and there's one for your coffee man we just use one for everything so oh, man. yeah so many good times and memories that i have but like I, like they say, like she's in a better place. Like, the peace I have is knowing that she's no longer suffering from that. But uh, her legacy is what makes me smile. Like, man, I'm so fortunate that, like, you, the, that God like, made her my mom because I wouldn't even have wanted it any other way. So if we can go back. Like, I would pick her, like, yo, I want her to be my mom again because the good times and the bad times, like, it taught me so much, you know?
0: And, like, you know, she's looking up and she's looking down on you. It's like, man, you know, I raised you good and, and now just, this- Show love to everyone, you know. Yeah, that's I'm, deep, man. Man, I
1: hope to make her proud, you know.
0: Dude, make. Oh my God, <laughs> I, I, dude, man, what the fuck, nigga man? <laughs> um, I know with you trying to do so much. I know right now we're having a a homeless deficit in Long Beach. Oh yeah, what the heck is going on?
1: You know, Long Beach has always had um like no control of of the crisis. You know, it's it starts off with a lot of bad leaders. Because it's not something new. This has been going on for years, but it's progressively have gotten bad. This crisis that we're going through now—coronavirus, COVID nineteen, whatever—yeah, has amplified it because it's affected all of us. Before, when the economy is doing good, it was like, man, whatever. Like, I'm not gonna give him a dollar. He's gonna use it for beer. You know, we kind of like shun them. Or, you know, get your life together or go to work. But now that a crisis has affected all of us where we're losing jobs and we're not getting the pay and there's a shortage, we're all, like, almost at the brink of, like, being in in some of these situations. So that's my—being in Long Beach, I I worked in a trauma center for, like, 12 years. Oh, wow. And um, that's where a lot of the passion started growing because homeless people were coming. I would work the graveyard shift and— if it wasn't like an attempted suicide they would find them unconscious diabetes you know was if they were homeless and not having the right meals and or or you know medicine medicine they would come in or sometimes they would come combative bro like ready to fight and you know 5150 schizophrenics and my heart just went out to like man like how can i help them because i also saw like nurses because they were financially okay they didn't care less about these guys they almost saw them like a noose like wow you're taking up a bed someone that really needs it could be in here i've seen people put sandwiches on the chest of a homeless person close a curtain and then like take off and then wait for them to sober up and i didn't want that i was like no this is a soul man like how can obviously like they're here but how can we help them this is a life and obviously like they're crying out for help or if he's to suicide. There's a deeper issue than just being homeless. It could like, be anything. Yeah, then I started just going in there, creeping in that room, and like, hey, can I offer you coffee? When I offered coffee or water, it seemed like that was like the icebreaker. And that's where Project Coffee Cup got its name. Cause oh. I found that strategic tool that would open up conversations with all walks of life, whether it was someone homeless who didn't speak English or someone homeless that was unapproachable and you couldn't talk to or someone homeless that was depressed or someone who was funny like i that gesture opened up so many conversations and i just learned and developed how to communicate um but i found that like that cup of coffee was a warm gesture but to its credit i got that from my grandma because when people would come in from mexico my grandma would say hago un cafe my grandma christina and as kids we start boiling the water in the folders and we would give the coffee to family members that were arriving from Mexico they would take their coats off my grandma would ask their trip you know they would start doing like talking saying jokes and it was like a house warm like vibe and that's what I wanted to give to these people it was like man here's a cup of coffee what's your name all right I'll come back later and then what's your name and finally they open up and tell me their name then I was able to do some research and find that you know they have been here before. He used to live at this address or he has a next of kin. Now it wasn't just a John Doe, it was more personal. Oh wow. You know what I'm saying? So being like lived when I lived in Long Beach and I worked in Long Beach and I would see where we picked them up at. And I if I would go by there and see them, then I would buy a copy, a coffee, and it was on purpose visiting them. What's up, Joe? Remember me? Oh yeah, yeah, man, you're doing good, man. I better I see you in the hospital. And I just made it a consistent habit to follow up with these people. So if they ever came into the hospital tripping or if they ever came into the hospital like combative or I knew them now, like, no, 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 he's not John Doe. This is so-and-so. And And then I was able to talk to them and then tell caseworkers, like, yo, this is him. This is his correct birthday. This is what he told me. This is what he was going through last time. And then try to funnel them through the right resources instead of just sending him to, like, 5150 hold and then... You know, they go to like the mental health hospital, and then we're we're done. I just wanted to be more effective. That makes sense. Dang. You know
0: what I'm saying? I, 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 you know what I stopped doing is I stopped making assumptions because you don't never know he or she is going through. Uh, yeah, maybe they lost a home, maybe they lost a loved one, mental illness. You know, maybe they couldn't bounce back from the recession. A lot of people didn't bounce back from recession. They've been homeless. I have never when I work in San Pedro when I come, I have seen. I never seen. It's almost like Venice over there. Like. Yeah, Venice is bad right now. Tents.
1: So, I would say like 10 10, 15 years ago, um, while I was working there, I started noticing tents on the 710 freeway. Then it looked like communities along the freeway. Then it looked like, like apartments. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just like rows and rows where now you couldn't go anywhere without seeing homeless encampments develop in Long Beach. Like you go from like Artesia on the 710. And if you wanted, like, oh, I'm going to go down to the Queen Mary, you couldn't help but see, like...
0: It's there.
1: It was, like, bam, you know, Ah. right in your face. So I would begin putting sandwiches in my backpack and taking friends, like, Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings, like, yo, let's go for a bike ride. But as we were hitting the riverbeds, then I was, like, began feeding and feeding, and it grew. It grew into Project Coffee Cup, because then... I started on purpose visiting these encampments where now i'm like okay i know there's 30 people here we're gonna pack enough for them go visit them go talk okay now we're gonna ride to the park i see a lot of i mean um macarthur park i was doing it for years i was oh,
0: over there yeah
1: yeah I was setting up events christmas events where it was geared towards helping those people and then channeling them to the um the service center that's in long beach where they had all kinds of resources case workers and just doing my best to try to like extend a helping hand and also point them in the direction of resources that they may not have known that were available for them for free
0: when when you go to these encampments and when you talk to the homeless people what are they saying like what's going on
1: you know you have to have like a compassionate atmosphere like aura energy yes vibe because some of the encampments have booby traps you know what i'm saying you could walk into a a freaking trap yeah because their their world is different than mine and your world
0: Whoa, i, like, I never knew that
1: their survival and sometimes they're afraid to lose all they have or what they have or what they feel is their pride possession whoa but then you get like someone that's like an alpha and territorial that's like this is my and and you know and it's funny because like they'll steal from each other because they're trying to, they're trying to survive. So if you have like the better bike, or you know, you have something of value, and you have someone that's like shady, so there's times where we've gone down there and they're like, oh, walk this way, because I set this up here because that guy over oh, there be study for me. And you know, so you, ha- you can't just go oh, in there wow. like Conquedori, like, oh, I'm here to save the world. And, you know, so
0: what the so sometimes
1: on my, my social media, when you see me hugging and, and and people like, you know, like their arm around my neck and like you know laughing, like that's that's time that it has been invested. in in people's lives that i have that rapport and that relationship with but you know i always tread carefully respectfully and you know when you're on the streets you know how to like you know where to how to maneuver and you pick up vibes and and feel like energies that are coming from that encampment because sometimes you walk up and they're they're shooting up or they're you know they're getting into some something that they don't you know it's none of your business to be there and sometimes they're like hey hold on or a comeback, you know what I'm saying? Oh wow!
0: Yeah, there's booby traps. Booby traps, bro! I, like the Goonies. For, I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god! Yeah,
1: not to say everyone out there is malicious, but you have to be careful when you're when you're rolling up to an encampment. Survival you know? of
0: the fittest, right? Survival there, of know? the fittest, bro. It, it it just makes sense, you know. You gotta still just to just to make it through a day.
1: Cause you and I, we have our own. You have, you have your own place with your family. I have my own place. We have our own comfort, right? But they're there 24/7. Like that's their life. They they know how to survive and protect themselves. It's not easy being homeless. It's not easy being poor. Sometimes you're harassed by city officials, the police, and it's almost sad because like you're poor and you're being punished for being in that position is unfair. And or if you're fresh out of jail and you got nowhere to go, and someone says, "Hey man, you know, (laughs) pitch a tent here, relax here. You know, we we got it going on right here or whatever or." It's just so many scenarios that play into it, you know, and rapes are happening, you know what I'm saying? And man. and they're there dealing with that negativity. So when you come in, it's so important for you to be that kind voice because you probably don't know when's the last time they heard something loving or positive or kind because they're like, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to survive. Yeah. So that's why this show says kindness, man, because I'm coming with that kindness.
0: Man, dude, because when people who are homeless, they there's people who don't want to buy it by rules maybe they have rich parents or maybe they got abusive from their mom and dad or maybe they got molested or or something really bad happened where it's like fuck I, like, i don't want to go home because that's a bad place man. i'd rather be on my own because maybe they don't have family to turn to and
1: yeah there's so many factors though there's there's some people too that have good families man and for some reason um you know the life that they chose led them there and they probably are too so ashamed to turn around or they're trying you know what i'm saying or they're really trying i mean i ran into a lot of good people a lot of talented people that are authors man singers musicians really um you know some of like the well-respected professions that have come on hard times man and um you know ended up in certain situations it's unfortunate man but people like project coffee cup or other organizations that really do the footwork man i really um it's really honorable because yeah maybe they've given up on themselves but there's somebody that still cares and we want to see you have a better quality of life and that's it man More.
0: yeah i started noticing because um i when i started following you uh you you, you really know the Hook santa tito rodriguez and also lizzie from journey loves and hope and and I, I had them both on the podcast. Oh, and, cool! Yeah, they're good people. And Lizzie, man, she just does it from the heart, man. And yeah. she goes to Mexico for when they have those orphanages, she's giving out because man, it must be hard times. Yeah, man. we just
1: had some clothes boxes of clothes donated to us, and I and I gave it to one of their um, one of their team members, and they they took it. So that's really cool what she's doing, man. It's really brave. So she has like she has a good heart, and her intentions are in the right place. Um, to see her even go not only to the, her backyard, like, L.A. And, and Long Beach or wherever she likes to, um, you know, help out. But she also takes it across the border. So, <laughs> I mean, it's no joke over there, bro. I've seen the pictures that she's posted. And you'll see, like, a mass of people, man. Um, you know, and she's she's out there thugging it. So, Thug shout, it, out, shout out to Journey, Love, and Hope. And Tito, too, like, I I mean, being from Long Beach, I had never, never heard of him. Um, but then I started connecting with people. And they're like, man, you got it, like you know and then when i finally got to meet him and see like his connections and how um how influential he is in the city you know because i i was more towards like compton north long beach compton okay and he's you know he's run the streets out here in, in long beach and like, particularly like the east side and stuff so from my side of town we didn't really come on this side of town north
0: long beach no <laughs> joke i used to live over there by uh Dairy Avenue and South Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. So right there by the, the haunted DeForest Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they changed yeah, it up. Yeah, they
1: changed it up. Dude, I remember. <laughs> that was like like this like so trip out. So growing up, yeah, that was like this thing where like DeForest Park was like either going there to get your scam on or you didn't go in there because it's haunted on this little trail. Yes. But when we were going, we noticed that there was encampments there. There's people like living there. So it's like, kind of like sketchy to just be trying to go through the trail DeForest because there's people that were like homeless living there so that's where actually where i started when i started at the parks before i went to macarthur park because we would, we would take our bikes to go up through there yes to get on the riverbed and then take the bike path down to the queen mary mm-hmm. um, and then hand out sandwiches right there but dang that's so funny i forgot about the forest park. yeah
0: they, they tore it down and stuff because oh did they well, they tore the whole the, the forest out because they're gonna make a new park. Okay. But back in the day, a lot of people would commit suicide. Oh, they would man. hang themselves.
1: Yeah, it's a super. One of my
0: exes, he, I think one of her relatives, hung himself. Mm. And I was like, "What the heck?" And I heard all these ghost stories and this at night. It's very sketchy. Yeah, well, it's very creepy.
1: I went to Jordan High School, so sometimes. we Mom, take, my son did too. We sometimes <laughs> we'd go down Harding and then end up in the back out there. And,
0: yeah. Hey, yeah, like that—that that park too at night would well. I know in that area, but back in the early '90s, it was it, it was, was active. It was back. It was active back in those days. It was a lot of blacks, Mexicans, Samoans.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember those apartments in front of Jordan being like full of Samoans. Oh and stuff.
0: man, yeah. I heard stories like don't go up in North Long Beach.
1: Yeah, yeah. So on the, on the like the '90s, I I grew up like a couple years um on the west, and then we moved to like you know this side of town. But yeah good old long beach
0: <laughs> nothing's changed i mean what how do you see long beach now It's just changing because i know i the second thing about it is there's a lot of businesses that small businesses closed down and now they're reopening back up and those places are not there no more and you see a lot of a lot of gentrification opening up now
1: yeah you know i what i see a lot now is going on is it's long beach is such a beautiful weird city like, it's so much like arts and creativity and entrepreneur like <clears throat> opportunities. And you see, I love to see like these little like um, shops open up, like coffee shops or mm. um, clothing stores, you know, people hand making stuff. But then it's like, it's a lot of shootings going on. It's like active, you know, it's like I can't help but see every time the news that someone there's a shooting or someone gets shot. And it's unfortunate because it's like, it's such a diverse community, man. And it's a beautiful beautiful city there's so much um uh, life here um and but yet that's that that's going on it's unfortunate
0: it's sad because most of the stuff that's active is 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 on orange and south and uh alamitos and pch those are the two actives that i know is always shooting there's always on the long beach news or always on the long beach post always those those right there's you know cross streets
1: what year was it 2010 like the 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 shootings were going on and um this is I was I was a nobody right, but I I told um, a gang of friends of mine, uh, let's go protest, and somehow uh, the press telegram reached out to me and was like, don't do it, like this is not the time to go do it.
0: Oh wow! But we went
1: out there anyways, and we were on the corner of Atlantic and um, artesia Oh wow! Um, before before like, now there's a Starbucks, the, there's a Wendy's. There. Yeah. <laughs> before there was like a, a, a little. Dental shop in a donut place, yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. a little plaza, and but we posted up there, and we had picket signs like "Stop the shooting," "Squash the vi- the the violence." I've always been an advocate, like bro, like a little like revolutionary, like I wanted to see change and I wanted to make it out there because, again, working at the trauma center, I would see like fifteen year old young Latino kids or black kids shot like dead, lifeless, over sens- senseless stuff, man, like you know, gang violence, so. Seeing it firsthand, hand Working the trauma center Taught me a lot You know So I would go out there And my little pick a sign And just put that energy out there Like yo You don't have to kill yourself Over Like don't Trade in your dreams For a nightmare That was my whole thing
0: Wow Did anyone give you crap for that?
1: Or not? Um, I don't know Who cares mm-hmm. I'm a thug <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with You know If they gave me crap my, my, my intentions are good My intentions are pure Like I'm trying to just Put that out there If it could You know If it helped one person mm-hmm. When I was gonna do it I don't know how... I think Facebook was new at that time. And um, I did get a call from people at the press telegram that were just encouraging me not to not to do that. Because they may, you know, spark up some dangers or something like that. Maybe they were just looking out for me. But, yeah, I, my both my parents are gang members, man. I, I know about the life. Like, I just know it doesn't end well. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's glamorized. But it's a life of destruction. You know what I'm saying? And I'd hate... I mean, if you would see the youth and the mothers crying, that... That would change a lot of the, like your perspective, and I just couldn't sit back and do nothing. That's what made me go and buy the and make the picket signs to at least shout that out there. Like, yo, it's not worth it, you know.
0: Yeah, I I'm kind of glad that I, I I got you on because having you, then having the Hood Santa, Tony A, Lizzie from Journey Loves and Hopes, and I, I, my first guest I ever had was a MC Pancho, you know, oh, yeah. from San Pedro, and having all. Uh, Having all you guys On my podcast I want to understand Each and every one of you Of what your thinking is What your mentality How you see Things in the world Of how you How can we change LA The harbor area (laughs) And the harbor area And all that And the South Bay And everything Because Just a lot of people Just moving out of the state And moving to Texas And this Like how can we have How can we stop people From moving And just bring the economy Back to normal How it was It will take years for that But it's going to take time
1: Yeah I mean support small businesses you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) to go to your friend's um shop instead of going to walmart i don't know just supporting each other is really what it's going to be like but sometimes some people you know move because they need that in their life you know know, they've always wanted to get out maybe buy a bigger home for less because long beach is pretty expensive you know Uh, apartments the cost of living is so high and that's what has driven a lot of people to become homeless or try to find Low-income housing because the cost of living is so high,
0: and they're living in RVs and you just saving up money. Hey, I'll go take a shower at the YMCA and stuff like that. Hey, you know, um, I had a lot of friends who work in Long Beach, but they bought houses in asperia that's, Oh yeah, yeah. that's it's, in the that's high. That's in the high desert. Too hot. Too hot out there for me. But it's like, but the houses are cheap over there. Oh, but yeah. it's like that's a commute. Yeah, I just can't do that stuff
1: shoot I'm, i'll uh, the traffic is so bad man i'll go far <laughs> for real
0: like how's the traffic where are you right now
1: it's i mean just being on the 91 you're on the 405 anytime like,
0: <laughs> it's bad
1: you know what i'm saying i think most people i know have to commute and traffic sucks dude <laughs> yeah.
0: so right now we're gonna take a break right now because i want to do some little deep talks with my boy jacob we'll be right back And we are back. We took a little break. He has a little Starbucks. I'm trying to cut back on that Starbucks. And I got my Monsters. People are going to tell me, man, Mega Man, why are you drinking the Monsters? Hey, Mega Man has a long day. And um, I just want to give a huge shout-outs to Mookie from Put the Stress Down Podcast. And um, I know with you, Tito, and and a lot of people are changing my podcast and how I see things in the world. And when I started... um, hearing about the put the stress out podcast with Mookie it changed my life of of what he talks about about mental uh, awareness and depression
1: yeah um Mookie's a Mookie's like a great dude man like every time I've just ran into him or talked to him on the phone he, he like he can't help but like lift you up or and it's crazy because like he's gone through some dark stuff and yeah, he's, like, one that will lift you up. And I think Mookie's, like, not human, bro. Like, he just has his energy and his vibe. It's, like, he's a good dude, man. Nothing but good stuff to say about Mookie.
0: Uh, yeah, that I like that you brought it up because when I had him on the live, on the Mega man After Dark or doing a podcast, he just, he's very positive. It's it's always family. You know, he wants to spend time with his kids. He does a clothing line. He's just like, wow, yeah, this yeah. Extended guy. Extended
1: apparel. Shout out. Extended he, apparel.
0: Good stuff. I like his socks. And <laughs> he's just, he needs to be, he needs to be focused on a lot of things. And I was like, his podcast, I know he had Tito on. Um, you should get uh, Jacob from Project Coffee Cup. Yeah. <laughs> he has Serenity from Fat Boys Clubs, but I like what he's doing.
1: Oh, he had her on the podcast, yeah, oh, yeah, cool. Career I like know her too.
0: had a lot of long Beach people yeah. and stuff <laughs> so when you see people like that, um is this something where whatever per, whatever stuff that he saw when he was in war, I know you were, we're talking about there are certain people that just don't they don't come back the same
1: yeah, um like I, I I was on his podcast one time, and one thing I told him was like, I think the conversation that he brings up a discussion is like super important because he doesn't know how many lives or lives he may have saved by just having that dialogue where there's people that don't speak you know because like i was sharing with you i remember this dude man who um johnny or what, i forget yeah bomb kicker johnny bomb kicker something like that and that's another story but that he shares about yeah. his time out there but one thing he told me about because i see a lot of homeless veterans
0: and it helps a lot over here over there on uh seven by the veterans yeah by the VA. yeah
1: VA. yeah one thing that this guy. He helped me so much because he said when he went to um, serve in the military you know he saw and had to do a lot of things that changed him he went into certain situations with the group that he did like brothers and didn't come back with some of them that he you know that he bunked with or he like he was really close to so um he talked about how when he returned back home after his service his family was like happy they were like so happy to see him but he was a different person and the the person that was always joking and smiling didn't come back that like died out there so this new person um you know they weren't used to his like how secluded he was or unable to you know express himself and they just saw him as weird and i remember him telling me that his family told him oh my gosh man i miss you i miss like i miss the person you were and you were always laughing and then um he said i miss him too and that that Stuck with me, bro. Oh, wow. Yeah, he said it. I missed that person too. Like whatever his innocence or whatever he had went out there with, so he struggled. You know what I mean? And um, he's a good dude, man. And I remember just like talking to him whenever I would see him, and um, people thought he was weird, but it wasn't that he was weird. He's just he's just going through some stuff, man. You know that from from his time of service.
0: <sighs> it's deep, man. I think I think now these days from covid times and stuff i i feel like people really need to look back and people need to really take the time to get to know each other and stop this negativities as assumptions and and let's help each other out man because from this time man, i lost 19 people from wow. from covid or from depression or committed suicide because when the, a lot of the places shut down they, that was their that was their job that was their life yeah and I lost high school friends who I, I'll be honest with you. I lost one of my good high school friends. I won't mention his name, you know, for personal reasons. And uh, he reached out to me a couple months ago. He was asking for help. you know he lost his job and um, I, I told him I was too busy. Uh, but I'll call you tomorrow. like you know I was working. And after when I had when got off work two days after I was trying to calling, 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 then i found out the third day he committed suicide wow and now to me that's always been forever like in my heart i feel like i should have picked up that phone and i feel like i I have that guilt now
1: yeah man that's tough i just got news too that um someone that committed suicide his name was sean um rest in peace sean he he was a he's an ex-veteran and he was part of a group called veterans that walk and talk and they would serve us with us um down there, like opportunities they have even with other organizations to um help the homeless. And the guy that runs that uh created like a hiking team so they would all hike and get you know, just to have conversations and talk, but whatever that guy was carrying um was too heavy, you know, and he took his own life just recently and um yeah it was sad to hear because I remember that dude, you know, and um yeah it's a it's a serious topic. So shout out to Mookie man and um his um, put down the stress um you know podcast because i think it's important you know
0: yeah i just uh sometimes when i see people going through a depression or being homeless i i can always see like man i i was there i was there with me and my ex when we broke up and i things didn't work out and i was staying with my aunt, things didn't work out and we had no family to turn to and uh you know with me and my kids we were homeless for for months like wow. about almost three months and uh we were living in our car we were living in bathrooms you know right there that bathroom used to stay right there and that's one of the reasons why like it just brings a little emotional doing this because mm-hmm.
1: touches home huh? touches mm-hmm.
0: home and you know you know staying in the public storage right there on south street right there by winco's oh <laughs> you know where <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, at yeah. and uh wow. you know just know that. living in our car and and everything and at the same time my kids are going to school and that's When I saw the video that you did a podcast, there's homeless people. The kids are still going to school and they're going back to their shelters. And I really hit home Mm -hmm. because I don't know where i would be at. Because when my family turned their backs on me, I don't know what what am I going to do? Yeah. And I had two kids and raising up one of my kids with autism. It was hard. And those people said, oh, I knew you could make it, but where were you? I needed your help. Yeah. And over here in Long Beach was hard. Yeah. And um, everyone thought, like, I would never get my own place. And this was the f- first time ever. I haven't, I haven't had my own place since I was the age of 22. And being almost at 30, I was like, it's hard. But I remember, I talk about this story, when I got my first keys in my apartment, it was so quiet. Because I didn't have to bed with a lot of people or couch surfing. And the only thing that we had in our house, Jacob, was like two air mattresses, a pillow, a box of a cup of noodles, a microwave, and a fan. And my kids and I were sleeping. And I know when my kids were so sleeping, it was so quiet. I was crying the whole night. Mm. Never thought that I would make it here in Long Beach in L.A. Wow.
1: Wow, man, that's deep. I didn't know that, everybody. Thanks nice. for sharing that. But I'm glad you did, man. Um, and so happy, to, you know. Now you're holding a podcast right here, and but, you know, I go hard for families, bro. That like get into places. Like I celebrate when when I get the call that they got keys to their place because I know that transition isn't easy, bro. Not, like, man. so I go hard. I'm like, hey, who has a cow? To man, I myself would drive like all day. So Sometimes my family's like, man, but. I want to help alleviate that. So, I mean, countless times that I've done and not to boast of myself, but because what you just shared, like, I understand that, bro. So, I try to do my best to alleviate that whole hardship because I know people that have got housing and had nothing in their place who... I have a house I have a roof over my head but I'm gonna sleep outside because they're so used to being on the streets Ugh. that they don't even sleep inside the apartment I
0: felt the same way a couple days like that too yeah
1: so and, and um people don't know that if you haven't been there you know what I'm saying so I'll drive like microwaves couches one time fully furnished an, an apartment so when this homeless family they had kids too moved got got you know got to stay in their place they had a bed to sleep on they had a couch to sleep. I even bought them a TV I just wanted to make their place feel so homey that you know what i'm saying that they're they could say like no this was god i'm not turning back you know what i mean and in that cycle in their kids life you know pay it forward because like you know it's better to give than to receive <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you're doing the god's work and stuff and he and he's watching what you do and it's rare to to find people like that these days it's rare it's it's something deep and uh i just want to say jacob man thank you uh what you're what you're doing man and i know you have a little big thing you're trying to to do a go fund me for to raise for a van
1: yeah man thank you for so much for bringing that up um i want to promote that actually because just like i just said we we were able to fully furnish people's houses i have a 1993 gmc truck that has been good old faithful man it's 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 been so helpful to do these things and make it possible but at some of my events the need has grown we have grown so much sometimes i have up to six cars just carrying stuff for me if it wasn't for those people like i I don't know how we'd get the resources to the people that need it the most and we are in great need of a cargo van and that's where we have a go fund before my team put it together i'm very grateful for that so that we could do stuff um one shot you know like when i get fruit donations it's hard to preserve them when the sun beating on them or when i would take blankets like hundreds of blankets i have to you know make sure that it's and like covered or i can't pick up because i don't have the actual cover you know so to protect it from being damaged you know from the rain the moisture or whatever so if i had an enclosed vehicle a large one where i could keep donations in there secured and also preserve it from weather being weathered um, and also being able to load it up at night and let leave it there without having it so open and exposed. There's just so many factors that come in and components that having this vehicle will help our organization out so much. So if you guys would like to donate, you can go to my Instagram page, um, Project Coffee Cup, or ProjectCoffeeCup.org, and you will see the GoFundMe link on there where you could donate even a dollar, a thousand dollars. You know the the vehicle is forty six thousand dollars, so we have a fifty dollar, a fifty thousand um, dollar a gofundme goal gofundme takes a little bit but out the door man we'll be able to um get that vehicle and put it to good use you know so Help a brother out, ProjectCoffeeCup.org.
0: Help a brother out, and Fluffy, we're your next-door neighbor. We're at Skyline. So, you're, I see your house right there, homie. <laughs> you know, you can donate $100,000, because I know you guys are right, right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything and stuff. I mean, uh, I know with me and Cynthia, we're going to donate some money, too. Thank you. you I know.
1: appreciate that. Man. You know,
0: when I get paid next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the first i the 15th. I, I pay my rent. I paid everything and stuff. <laughs> and we just like what you're doing. And also, um, do you are you raising any money that you need some like paint colors and stuff when you start doing some of you know stuff?
1: yeah so the art program we do i was doing it with the volunteers of america helping at-risk youth um painting is a, a great form to express yourself and also you have to kind of like use the tools in front of you so what youth i i like to supply them with paint brushes, paints and then you work with what you got so my whole message around that is using the tools that you have and making the best of it like myself growing up i didn't have like easels and you know all the right paint brushes i used like a sharpie and then like a crayon i took from denny's or whatever i had and made the best of that and has gotten me to now where people are paying me for artwork so i put those tools in front of them and they have to be creative and use those tools and work together but also um built their self-esteem because some people are like i'm not a painter like no let's do this i'm gonna I'm walk you through it, and they entrust trust the process so it's wow. a whole message around it man and um and letting them know their uniqueness is valuable whether whatever it is you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. something that i paint might look like dumb to me but it's valuable to somebody else you know what i'm saying or someone sees my painting that i might think like man it wasn't too good and they're like oh i wanted that so you never know man just art allow you to travel allow you to express yourself and um I love to offer that to to kids and, and youth.
0: I, I buy a lot, of, a lot of color crayons, and uh, my son was giving me crap. Uh, was last week because I bought a box of uh, the crayons, the sixty-four counts. <laughs> and, you know, we get the sharpener. Yeah. He's like, "Why are you buying that crap?" He's like, "Dude, if you had this back in my age, yeah. you were balling." Yeah, man. that
1: was the flex right there. That like, was, boom, put it on your. He's like, "Oh shit, my crayon,
0: trying to sharpen yeah, it dude. up." <laughs> that you were balling. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that. I will, and I would have crayon like pictures and stuff. I, I would just have his imagination. But when I bought that box, it just back memories of you know, and now. I'm <laughs> yeah. you know talking about you painting and everything, and I just like the stuff we're doing. And uh, I know we're almost at that time, but I want to do a project with you because I wanted to uh, make some shoes for my son, um, some autism awareness. Yeah, shoes. dude.
1: Let me know. Uh, shoot me a direct message. Let me know the um, the shoe size. Um, I'm able to
0: paint on vans, anything canvas or leather i going to make i i for four shoes for me my lady my son and my my youngest son yeah
1: um i have a maybe art...
0: five with my, like, yeah. my miliato so on <laughs> my
1: on my project coffee cup page you can see the link that leads you to my art page but if you, you want to go directly to it is artwork. you'll see all the different paintings that i've done um uh you know and if there's something you want to challenge me on like the painting on your skateboard i don't know whatever it is let me know. We'll go from
0: there. <laughs> well, Jacob, I just want to say thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. Do you have any last words or any shout outs?
1: Yeah. Loving without prejudice is our motto. Um, don't, you know, judge anybody without knowing their story. It's better to give than to receive, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Love you guys, man. Have a great day. And thank you for having me.
0: Oh, yeah. And where, where can everyone follow you at? Project Coffee Cup.
1: That's our Instagram um project coffee cup or they could um, go to our website projectcoffeecup.org you'll see our mission statement you'll see the gofundme you'll see some of the videos you'll see some artwork but if you want like real-time updates go to instagram project coffee cup and um yeah shoot me a direct message if you want to collaborate or if you want to donate
0: <laughs> everyone follow him very very good person follow him my boy jacob um Thank you for coming on the Mega Man's Podcast. I really, really appreciate it, brother. Hell yeah. And subscribe to the Mega Man's Podcast. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so my podcast can climb the rankings. Need some stars, leave a comment. Um, everyone, follow my boy Jacob. Um, you can follow the Mega Man's Podcast page on IG. Uh, if you like this episode, give him a holler. Give me a DM. I This guy he's a this person who i'm who i brought is a very very special dude and i like what he does and uh shout outs to lizzie from uh journey loves and hope tito the hood santa the hood Footy uh mookie from the put the stress down podcast serenity uh to my lady my kids uh my daughter luna daddy loves you uh to long beach to compton to the la to the ie and to the oc and everyone else in the whole world who's going to hear this episode once again Jacob. I fucking love you. Keep on doing what you're doing. All right. Later, man. Later. Late.